0: Welcome to Relate and Meditate with me, your host, Daisy Clementine. We're a space for discussing relatable modern-day issues and delivering straight-talking meditations for anyone needing support. Our meditations are strictly non-woo-woo and hyper-specific to the issues we discuss with our guests each week. There'll be no mention of chakras here, just friend-style advice in a meditation format. We're for the non-meditators and those that are anti-routine. We're not your daily practice, we're just here when you need us to be. Hey guys, today's episode is with artist, illustrator, and all-round beautiful human, Bianca Beers. We chatted everything jealousy, a feeling most of us have experienced at some point in our life. It's definitely up there with some of the most chaotic of emotions, and it's an emotion that loves to play a mind game. Whilst jealousy can show up in a multitude of ways, this episode focuses purely on how it shows up in romantic relationships. Keep listening if you'd like to hear our chat and Bianca's experience, or if you need a very urgent, quick meditative fix for your jealousy, skip to the last five minutes of the episode where you'll find our jealousy meditation. What do you wish there was a meditation for and why?
1: Jealousy in relationships, like jealousy slash insecurity, because I struggle with that a lot definitely
0: a romantic in that. romantic relationship yeah well that it was gonna be one of my questions for you actually <laughs> yeah because I mean oh. <laughs> jealousy is such a funny thing hey like because it's like yeah like the textbook I think that like, when everyone when anyone thinks about jealousy like it really is always kind of geared towards romantic relationships but it definitely shows mm. up in other situations I mean I know for you like you are like the biggest supporter of like women and your friends and anyone like starting anything like you are just like the most positive and like biggest supporter of all of that so yeah good to kind of like set the tone straight up that we'll be focusing Mm -hmm. on from a romantic perspective um and so I guess without totally exposing your personal life (laughs) I think it would be good to have (laughs) a little backstory on your I guess your love story with Dante because you guys I know you met in New York And you were doing long distance for a while. And Mm -hmm. as we just kind of chatted, you're now going through the process of um, getting his like visa sorted out, um, which is incredibly lengthy. So it'd be good to kind of get a little bit of info on like how you guys met. And, um, you know, long distance is a struggle in itself, right?
1: Oh, big time. (laughs) Big time. Um, Yeah. So we met uh, like a bit over two years ago, two and a half, probably two and a half years ago now. Um, when I was over there in New York, um, we met through when we were allowed friend. to travel. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All safe. <laughs> um, and like, we just hit it off immediately and started hanging out every day. Um, and then when it was time for me to leave, I actually, um, uh, postponed my, um, departure a couple months so I could stay for his birthday. And then when it was finally time for me to leave, um, we decided that we would do like, long distance. And this was like a real thing. And we'd, um, like we're an item. Um, so flew over and then we did long distance for a year, which was like very, very triggering for me because like I grew up, um, in like my dad basically let's just get into it my dad let's just really cheated. fully exposed their personal <laughs> life <laughs> yeah my dad really like he cheated on my mom with everyone like his um like under not underage but like quite quite young people mom's best friend his secretary like literally any woman that was in bubble he had slept with and I was actually the first person to find it out when I was eight years old and I didn't know what to do with the information and I just hated him my whole like from childhood to adolescence I just hated him for what he did to my mom and he just turned her into a nervous wreck and they're now divorced and they're both Gucci but um Mm. I think that really from such a young age traumatized me and just set in like a distrust for men and um like a belief that all they want is sex and they have it with anyone. And um, I actually I'm in therapy at the moment. My therapist remind like made me realize something too that my dad actually used to like if I looked too nice or too good or he noticed um like a a guy look looking at me he would punish me for being attractive so then um my therapist said look he's put this value into you subconsciously that um it's the woman's fault if a man is unfaithful because you're the one attracting their eye you did it on purpose you looked good so you deserve to get like their gaze or whatever um so I've turned that out externally to women like even if they're not trying to flirt with Dante or get his attention, I am more judgy and I'm jealous because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like, what are they trying to do? So yeah, therapy has been interesting for realizing that fact and hopefully I can get through it. But mainly it's just all like childhood shit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was actually, Dante, Dante doesn't do anything specifically to incur like jealous feelings or anything like that. He's the most caring Like a tentative partner, and he's quite understanding. But I really go off a lot, and I shouldn't. I wish I wish I could just cut it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, like I think so many people experience it. And um, I was doing. I actually read a really good article um, this morning, which I'll send you afterwards, and I guess like put in the show notes. Um, And the title of it was called "The Adaptive Functions of Jealousy," and it was really interesting. Mm. It was like you know, kind of uh, like around where jealousy comes from and um, I guess the evolutionary function of it and why it exists. And, um, you know, one of the things that I read was that it. there are a few different like ways that it comes up for people. And um, interestingly, there was a study that said some of it can be contributed to like purely genetics, which I thought was mm-hmm. wild, Um, but the rest of it largely begins on, you know, what you were saying, like your upbringing and essentially just like our own stuff, like our self-esteem and previous experiences. And I guess like what we've built our own life stories around. Um, Mm. so yeah, it's interesting. And I think it's interesting that you say too, that, and I know I've met Dante like a couple of times, like I don't know him super well, but you know, I was there at your exhibition, and like he like I can see it. Like he is the best, he adores you, <laughs> and you know, he's great. And so it doesn't surprise me that that isn't anything that he's doing to exacerbate no. exacerbate it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that you say like it does it is triggering for you, and it just comes up and I guess the links with. This stuff with your dad as well, which, you know, finding that out as an eight-year-old, that's so so hectic um Mm. and a lot a lot to put on an eight-year-old as well so it doesn't really surprise (laughs) me that it's something you're um battling with and I think you know it's great you're seeing a therapist like I don't think a lot of people um more people need to talk openly about that stuff too because um there are so many normalize it we're all crazy (laughs) we are all crazy 100% um and so just kind of going back to so you met Dante in New York and then Mm -hmm. at what point like did he decide to move over here like how did that all play out and I guess whilst did like jealousy play into the decision a little bit for him to move or like like was it was it pretty stressful like knowing that he was in New York and you were here and you know I guess with social media too right like
1: it's yeah your mind just runs wild yes yes it does um I think if anything it's gotten worse since he's been here but um when we were doing long distance um like if I hadn't because New York there's parties every night and he'd be out to like 4 a.m at a party and we would uh FaceTime every day basically when he got home from his day and sometimes he'd be out to like 6 a.m 7 a.m and just like never call me and then that would trigger for me because like okay I haven't heard from him I know he's at this party and then I just like look at all his friends stories see what he's doing and sometimes there'd be stuff like like there's a girl talking to him and who the fuck is that and there's a girl in the background who is that (laughs) yes yes literally like the most innocent things could be something in your head and he'll have to explain like bro (laughs) it's not that, look at this, this is who this person is, she's like the girlfriend of my best friend, like we're just chatting or something like that. But when you, I don't know, like your brain runs wild. Well, mine does anyway, I have an anxious mind and like if I'm meant to speak to you at one time and then I've waited six hours and then I'm like, you do it to yourself, like you look around and you feed the story that you're thinking, oh no, what if it's this? Oh no, what if it's this? Oh my God, how dare they? And then you're just like, an emotional wreck. And I remember one night I was so upset that I couldn't sleep and I was just crying and crying. So I did like I looked up on Google, you're gonna laugh, a banishing spell for my feelings. <laughs> oh my god. So it, was, funny. it was
0: like it was banishing like spell a for a my feelings.
1: Yeah, it was 4 a.m. and I wrote down like um I forget all of it. I was doing all the steps, but I wrote down all my feelings and then I read them out and I, like, while I was burning some candle, what specific candle, some fucking sign etched into it. And then, like, I burnt it and then I flushed it. And I was like, I actually felt really good after that. Like, I don't know if the spell worked, but it was very cathartic. Um, But, yeah, like, that's how crazy
0: I felt at that time. Oh my God, but, that is so funny. And honestly, like, <laughs> that's why I wanted to create this in a way, because like, I have really Googled some crazy shit. Like I have this weird fear of getting like murdered in my sleep. Like, I don't know where it oh came from. Like, I really can't, I should probably see a therapist. Like I cannot. That is very anything. strange. <laughs> but I have Googled, I Googled like the most niche meditations because like I normally would listen to a meditation or like some kind of audio whilst I go to sleep. And if mm-hmm. I wake up, like normally I'm trying to like self-soothe and like I it's normally around something very specific so I was like fuck like I really feel like you know I've totally I totally resonate with that like googling like banishing spell for my feelings and that's like really what I want this <laughs> to be like I want someone to be able to like look up the most niche problem and there to be an audio that's like this is specifically for this moment so it would feel thing. like a gift from god to that googler Oh my God. Totally. Like I just, my goal is just to make this as niche as I possibly can. Like it's going to get weird, but, um, that's so funny. That's great. That's so fucking great. Um, and I guess like when you've been like spiraling like that, like what do you, like other other than like doing a banishing feeling spell, like how do you (laughs) pull yourself out of it? Like what do you normally, um, do or is it is it like you need to talk it out with Dante or do you how like what's the what's the I guess the split between like you needing to talk it out and like you needing to like deal with your own shit and be like this is crazy like it's it's me you know well
1: I always need to talk it out with Dante like I can't I can't function unless I've discussed it. And I'm actually mm. talking to my therapist about this at the moment because that's not the healthiest thing. <laughs> I should be able to control my emotions a bit more. Um, but the problem is my emotions are actually so intense that <clears throat> once I feel them, I'm just like deep in them and it's like a runaway carriage. So even though I do meditate, um, which, you know, like I love visualization meditations and meta meditation, really, really active meditations, I guess. Um, but she was telling me like, look, you're gonna have to start doing breathing meditation, like five minutes, start with five minutes a day. I'm like, bro, that type of meditation is so boring to me. Oh God, um, I hate it. Because you just yeah, it's so boring. <laughs> and she was like, look, you know, honestly, it, the fact is when you're doing that type of meditation, thoughts pop up all the time because it is that like minimal. Um and you're gonna have to rely on your powers of like stopping the thoughts, stopping the emotions, just being like, look, okay, cool, but we're meditating right now. So please go away. And then that practice in time will apparently allow me to like, stop my emotions or my, like my little jealousy rages, um, before they get too big of a monster. And then I can bring it up later after a couple hours of thinking about it. Like, is it really worth bringing up? Yes. No. Um, but (laughs) I've been trying that, but my brain at the moment just won't allow me to do like even one minute of um, breathing meditation, Mm. which isn't the best, but you know, we've been trying.
0: (laughs) No, I feel that. And I, you know, I find it really difficult too. So um, yeah, I get that. And especially, and I mean, I guess the whole point is really that you are like, you know, just being in your body and like breathing through it, but I think for me, like, I really need something, like, I need something specific, right? Like, I need, like, Mm. the medicine for the problem. So, um, you know, so it doesn't help me either to be like, oh, you know, like, just sit down and breathe for five minutes. Like, and I'm, you know, there's hundreds of studies that I have no doubt in my mind that it's beneficial, but
2: personally, Mm -hmm. like,
0: I just, I can't. What our goal is really is to take from, like, different people's experience and um, craft something that feels specific, like I said, and um I guess takes any learnings that you've maybe uncovered in therapy or um you know something that you've spoken about with Dante. like how does how does he resolve the issue for you? Like once you've spoken it out, like what is the thing that you're like, oh, okay, like I feel better now. Like I can stop the like reoccurring thought of this, or you know, draw a line under this particular episode.
1: Um, (laughs) usually it's just like honestly he's patience like if he gets reactive I get even more reactive um so like patience and just like I guess as much as babe I'm with you I wouldn't be with you unless I wanted to be with you like I don't want to be with anyone else as much as you hear that it doesn't mean shit <laughs> mm. like it does but it, like it doesn't soothe like the person that thinks this thing went down or I saw this um so for me it really is just the patience and um understanding and that makes me feel seen and I guess just like not even having to explain himself but just like understanding where I'm coming from especially mm. knowing my history um but yeah like it's not a specific thing that can be said it's more just like the the nature of understanding and I think something that my therapist was saying as well is just understanding that you are an emotional being and this is a normal feeling and there's nothing wrong with you for feeling this way but and just being gentle with yourself on that um can help a lot and it does but I still have to control that the the initial the initial feeling I've been a lot better the last couple weeks, I
0: think though. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, it's what your therapist said is right. And like, that's kind of what I was reading this morning. It's like from like an evolutionary perspective, emotions are functional mechanisms that essentially motivate our behaviors in ways that promote survival and reproductivity. Mm. Like that's at a very base level. Like that's what our emotions are for. And jealousy is just another emotion at the end of the day. Um, so I think, yeah, like being kind to yourself and I guess like holding some space for yourself where, you know, it's like, all right, like my mind's going into overdrive. I've seen someone in the background of a story. I'm like going <laughs> crazy, but like, I, I mean, for me, like I've, I've suffered from anxiety and I, the, the most, um, the most helpful thing that I ended up doing was like researching it and like really understanding, like. At a chemical level, like what was going on, like with my body, and it's the same with um, it's the same with any emotion, right? Like, so with mm. um, jealousy, it it pretty much is like a byproduct, also of like you know the love hormone oxytocin. So, like mm. that's like the chemical that gets released in your body, like when you're in love. So it's like the feel good emotion, and I mean. I think it probably gets released when you're like on Facebook or Instagram or like you're yeah. doing other things as well. Um, but yeah, it's essentially called like the hormone of love. But there was a study done um between like two participants that were given um oxytocin, like one group was given it and one was given a placebo. And uh, they were they were um engaged to play like a game of luck. Um and the result mm-hmm. came through and it's it showed that the people that had been given the love hormone displayed higher levels of envy when their opponent won more money and also of like wow. gloating when they were ahead. So like, really? so instead of like it, making it like a really fun game for them as like, I think that was kind of what they thought the outcome would be that they would, you know, have this like game of luck and they would be, I don't know, I guess like supportive of their opponent or Um, you know, just be having like a fun time and like playing a game. But actually it like, they got super jealous when the other people were winning and were like pretty much arseholes like when they were winning. (laughs) So I think um, that was like something interesting that I read. And yeah, it just, it just shows that like the hormone that's like the love hormone. Yes, it's like amazing. It makes you feel really good, but it can also make you feel like Bad. Crazy. So, and crazy. So, yeah. Okay.
1: Real quick, that makes so much sense because, like, in all my relationships, I've always got jealous, but I've always been a super hard lover. Like, I will do anything for you. Like, whatever you want, I'll put it, like, even like this has happened before. Like, I've had a paying job that has paid big, big money. And then, my partner has said, Oh, um, I need this. And then, so I've just told the client, Oh no, you know what? I can't do it. I've got something that's come up. Like I will put my partner before thousands and thousands Mm. of dollars. Like, and I'm not really in a position to do that. (laughs) Um, and it's not just monetary, but you know what I mean? And I've noticed that when I'm over, like, I I really can tell when I'm falling out of love because I'm not jealous anymore. And the minute I'm not jealous anymore, it's like, I don't care what you do, like do whatever Mm. you want. And it's just it's it's very obvious in the way I feel and the way I act. Like the jealousy is gone, and that may seem awesome for the partner, but in me, it's like there's no feelings there anymore. And that's yeah. I think what I'm part of me is scared of that. Like, is there just no middle ground for me? Um, I'm sure, yeah. Like it's either going to be like like
0: chaotic, the ups and downs, or or (laughs) it's like I don't even like you. Like I have the, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Funny. And the other thing that I was reading too was this whole conversation around like sexual versus emotional infidelity, and you Mm. know, um, like what is more triggering, you know? And like, I know that it's been said like many times before, like women are more inclined to like pick up emotional infidelity is like the most upsetting of the two. Um, whereas men, it's like, if, you know, your female partner um, cheats on slept you, and, like else. slept with someone else. And mm-hmm. again, like it all comes back to this, like evolutionary, um thing because obviously men are kind of more designed to be able to have sex with like lots of women have lots of babies whereas like mm. women are like pretty much in it for the long haul as soon as you like get pregnant like I mean for, yeah for eight months at least or well, nine months at the very least yeah. <laughs> yeah eight or nine months um so yeah like what's your kind of perspective on that that's funny
1: that you asked that question because I've always thought about it. Like for me, both is equally bad. Like I have been like listened to who's that? Um French psychologist, the chick. um I forget her name. She's Esther Perel. So she does these interviews with couples on infidelity and the woman's always like, oh, it wasn't the sex. It was the emotion and the like emotional betrayal. And I'm just like, what the fuck, bro? The sex is hurtful for me. Like Mm -hmm. if that's all it was and you told me it was just sex, I'm still going to be just as upset and pissed and hurt and confused and insecure. Like for me, and maybe it's because of my dad, like he was definitely just in it for the sex with all those women. Mm -hmm. Um, But like for me that's no better at all and it's not just the emotion it's the physical as well for me yeah. um, personally
0: but I'd apparently agree with ma- that. most like, same, women,
1: same yeah like yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> to me that's very like that's a massive betrayal um, even if it's just physical like it's just is a betrayal of trust right at the end of the day like yeah massively, but also there's a part of it like I am extremely in this emotion, and it's like, how could you even want to do that? Like not even I don't know, like i'm I'm especially uh, jealous, so I think it hits different for me than other people, and that's also the main reason why I'm in therapy. but um for me, it's just like absolutely bafflingly sickening, like really, 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 really heavy.
0: Mm. um so yeah <laughs>
1: sorry <laughs>
0: Went on no, a bit no.
1: that
0: one. no it's good and I think um you know you obviously have the upper hand a little bit and like kind of having a therapist and understanding things probably a, a lot more clearly than other people might like because jealousy is such a reactive emotion right like you be- yeah. between like you experiencing it, like there's no gap to really think it's just like it's like no switch. like for me anyway it's just like an immediate switch and it's like okay. Now we're mad. Now we're getting worse every second. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Um, and I promise this is the last time I'll quote this article. You're going to love it. Like it was, I think (laughs) it was done in, it was like from a Singapore university. It was done like a couple of years ago. Um, but I thought this quote was really nice and something that, you know, you keep kind of circling back to you, um, being in therapy and like your feelings are, you know, a lot stronger than like, not other people's, but, like, you have, like, very intense, like, jealous emotions. Mm. And mm. I think um, I think this quote kind of repositions it in, like, a bit of a more positive way. So um, here it is. So rather than a okay. product of <laughs> civilized culture gone wrong or a mental disorder, as some thinkers have claimed jealousy to be, We propose from an evolutionary perspective that jealousy plays an important role in our lives by serving a critical adaptive function for humans the vigilance and protection of relationships that are valuable to us. So, I thought that was like a really nice sentiment to kind of leave it on, where it's like Mm. the core reason people are jealous is because they want to protect relationships. And, like, you know, you have someone that really matters to you and, um, you know, that you've said you'll do anything for. So, I think positioning it in that way is like, you know, you're not crazy. (laughs) You're not crazy (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you know, you have something you care about and you're vigilant Mm. over that person and, you know, over your relationship, which I think is a beautiful thing, you know? Like I think possibly it's not good if it's like disrupting you, but I think it comes from a good (laughs) place, you know? And that's probably the self-soothe, like just
1: Mm. knowing that and telling yourself that. And then Mm. trying to work around it from that, that knowing. All
0: right. To wrap up, like a couple of quick fire questions for you. So Mm -hmm. how does jealousy feel in your body?
1: Um, It feels like, like a, like that butterflies in my stomach and a tightness in my throat and like a heat that comes up from under my neck and like shaking rage. Mm.
0: (laughs) I feel it's that. very physical. <laughs> I can literally see the steam coming out of your ears already. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, horrible. What is the best piece of advice that's been given to you by a friend or, I guess, therapist when you've been in one of these spirals? Because no doubt, you know, like it's something that you've texted people about, like, you know, mm. when you've really been. Going through it. Has anyone had like some really something that really stuck with you? I think my therapist, because most people, like friends,
1: do not understand how severely I feel it. Like I feel it on a level where it's like, it's not a normal person's jealousy. It's really, really severe. Mm. Um, and most friends are like, oh my God, haha, babe, like and they think it's funny, like they'll, they'll help you and be like, Oh, that's not on or this, this or that, but it fuels it sometimes when they're just trying to be supportive. So therapist has definitely been the best. Um, and I guess her just like realistically, like making me realize that my, my, I've just internalized all this stuff that I learned from childhood. And that's been really comforting for me to know because it feels like it's come from somewhere so I can fix it. It's not just a problem with me that I'm stuck with forever. Um, So personally knowing that I can work towards a goal to minimize it at the very least is really hopeful. Um, And the meditation thing, look, I've been trying, but just with other things going on, it's been hard, but I think that's a very good takeaway as well. Like once you can on a smaller scale, manage your thoughts and just say, all right, not right now we're meditating. I think it will definitely be much easier to tell myself look not right now jealousy like we don't need that it may be the case it may not we can talk about it later when we're not feeling this way see you later I'm doing something and then yeah
0: it's funny I um I found this really funny that I, what I was reading this morning too it was like i you know I looked up a few like coping mechanisms for jealousy just to kind of get a lay of the land and like see if there was anything um that you know we really should be including within these um, mm. quick meditations at the end of each episode and there was this kind of concept of setting yourself some ground rules. So, um, you know, when people are trapped in like this vicious cycle um, of like jealous, like jealous thoughts, and um, it's really hard to break that cycle, like once you really go down yes. the rabbit hole of it. And um, yes. so there was this concept of like setting some rules. Um, so they said, when you find yourself worrying about your partner's faithfulness, save these thoughts for a daily worry period, which actually kind of made me laugh. Like it makes sense, but it was like <laughs> set aside 15 minutes each day and just postpone all your worrying until then. And like as an anxious person, like I probably worry like at least, you know, like, oh my God, like at least like once every five minutes, like about something, even if it's like something very minor. So like it yeah. just made me laugh that there would just be like this 15 minutes like mental breakdown, like part of the day <laughs> where you just like save all your worrying <laughs> until then. It makes sense. Like I understand the theory of it, but it did make me laugh. Um, I actually find yeah. like, writing stuff down like really helpful. Like and I don't mean just like me scrolling in a journal. I mean sometimes that's the case, but if you have that intrusive thought or even if it's just something that I'm like, fuck, I really have to go and I have to do that later. Or I have to do that this week. Like if I just write it down, it's like out of my head and it's just on onto a page. And yep. I'm just like, okay, cool, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's
1: almost like you've pulled the spirit of it out of your body and put it somewhere else. Yeah. Which is really nice.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. Nice I journal. It. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's how I feel. Like I feel possessed when I'm like that. And it, when I journal, it can like draw majority of it, um, out and it just feels like, okay, like it's out in the world now. It's not possessing my body anymore.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. That's good. That's a good piece <laughs> of advice. And that was like my last question, really. Like what would be for a friend going through the same thing? Like, what would you tell them to do? Like if someone was literally ringing you up and they're like, B, I I think this has happened. You know, they're going down that kind of road of making up stories. What, like, what would your advice be to them?
1: I guess um, it would depend on the situation. So if their partner was like available to talk, I would definitely recommend like girl or dude, don't talk to me, talk to your partner about this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the number one place, but try and keep your emotions in check when you do talk to them about it. And don't use like accusational words or like, like name calling or anything like that. Just like place it to them in a really like, I felt this way when I saw or heard this, could you please tell me like what the real situation is? Cause I'm kind of going crazy. Um, and if they can't talk to their partner immediately, um, yeah, probably journal it out, like write it down so you can get your thoughts together. And then maybe you'll have a clearer way of like knowing how to attack it when the time comes to talk about it.
0: Or maybe mm. you won't need to talk about it anymore. Mm. So get the facts. That would be mine yeah. too, I think. Like get the facts, like a, literally like a police yes. investigator.
1: Yes. <laughs> that would yes. Be <laughs> I have a um, lot of Capricorn place. So that's me, and you're
0: a Virgo, so that's that makes <laughs> <Yeah>. total sense. <laughs> totally. Um, all right. Well, I think that's us. Thank you so much. This has actually been it's been, I mean, somewhat of a heavy topic, but it's been yeah. nice I feel like we always have lols, no matter how serious. But um thank you so much, and I'm sure we'll chat soon. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of the meditation we crafted. Oh, yay, I'm so excited. Now that you've related to the issue at hand, it's time for a very short and manageable meditation, led by our resident hypnotherapist, Rachel Creaver. It's really more of a pep talk to help you shape your thoughts. Please don't listen to these meditations whilst driving or doing anything else where you need to concentrate. The episode will end at the end of the meditation to give you some time to reflect. It would be so appreciated if you could please, please, please subscribe and share this podcast to help it reach more people and leave a review with any niche meditations you would like to hear in the next episodes. Enjoy. Your
2: mind is looping green flashes are washing over you. Jennifer Jealousy has rolled into the party and she is causing a fucking scene. Pace with us, while you listen. Let's keep this meditation active and release some of that anxious, angry energy. Put those runners on, let's pace it around the block. Chat it out together. Firstly, if this jealousy is warranted, if there are facts, hard evidence, or your feelings are being invalidated, then this is your permission slip to walk away from that situation. Your feelings are valid, and you deserve to be respected, heard, and understood. This is an opportunity for liberation, to regain independence, to be with someone who complements your life, not drags it down and creates stress. Now, if you're listening to this to rationalize your jealous feelings, if you know they're unwarranted and may seem slightly unreasonable even to yourself, we're with you. We're going to walk with you as we breathe and deflate those big chaotic emotions so that you can have a calm conversation with your partner and get back to that good place. Be kind to yourself. Ask yourself questions about how you feel. What is your jealousy reflecting back to you? Are you jealous about your partner hanging out with someone you identify as a threat? What exactly threatens you about this person? Is it their looks? Do they feel cooler than you on some level? We all have our own insecurities and things that we get jealous about. But when we combine those feelings with the fear of losing a partner, we understand that everything gets a bit big and scary. Those jealous feelings are saying to you that you're unlovable. You're unworthy. These are your own inner narratives and fears. These have nothing to do with your partner or their behavior. Sure. There are some things like seeing your partner in Instagram stories with a group of attractive people that always feels a bit icky. But let's focus on what you can work on, which is your reaction. Okay, pick up the pace now. Get moving. Did you know that out of millions of people in the world, your partner chose you? They are with you by choice, and every day they wake up and make that choice again to love you, to be with you, The positive thing about feeling jealous is that it's fear that you will lose someone you love, and you've already found what so many people are still searching for. Question why you have this jealous feeling. Are you projecting someone else's bad behavior onto your partner? Try to steer that anger back to the person it should be rightly directed towards, and stop blaming your lover for someone else's fuck-ups. Think about how you would feel if you were held accountable for someone else's action. Now concentrate on your relationship with yourself. Comfort yourself. Let yourself feel it. Be upset. Be angry. And then soothe yourself. Treat yourself like you would a friend. Connect with your feelings, both physical and mental. Try and take some space from your direct emotions and just observe them without judgment for a while. Repeat these mantras with us as you walk. Please, just a warning. If you're walking outside, do it in your head. I am lovable. I am beautiful, even if I look different to what my perception of beauty is. I do not need to compete. I am whole and enough, just as I am. I am not my thoughts. I am secure within myself. Bye.